Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is, well, there's a lot of working titles. <laughs> Holigays 2020. Mm-hmm. Holigays. Home for the Holigays. Home for the Holigays. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Holigays queer, like holiday cheer, but that the is The holidays just... are queer. Yeah. Like, the holidays <laughs> are queer. And then my favorite, which Brie <laughs> was also a fan of, is um, Santa isn't real, but if he was, he was a fag. <laughs> <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. Absolutely. I think... I think <laughs> very clickable and searchable. You know, I think a lot of people are going to be curious if Santa was, in fact, gay. You can't be woke if you don't know that Santa <laughs> was gay. <laughs> Just a beard for Mrs. Claus, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they're not really working for most of the year. It's just a big circuit party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're here for some holiday cheer, as you can tell. Yeah. Um. We wanted to do this episode, one, because we do this episode every year, pretty much, right? Was last it's, year our first holiday? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, so <laughs> right on track <laughs> every year, here we are. <laughs> um, but the holidays are undeniably very different this year. Yeah. Because, as we all know, there's something going on called a little pandemic mm-hmm. um, that no we're all panty. having to deal with. Yes. And I think that is bringing a lot of changes. Also, a lot of things that might specifically for queer folks be both positive and negative about the holiday season. Um, so, yeah, let's just chat a bit about how's, how are the holidays going to be different for you this year? For me? Yeah. Well, um, we're not allowed to see anyone. <laughs> I know. Isn't that sad? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's honestly... Uh, it's, it's so hard. So, the hardest part this year will be um, my grandmother mm-hmm. is 91 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably get it from her, but she constantly jokes about dying. Oh my God. As, <laughs> no wonder you got your sense of humor. <laughs> that's what I, I also joke about it, but she'll be like, you know, like, no, this is my last one. Like, oh which is so depressing and I don't yeah. like to actually give it um, real thought because yeah. I just chalk it up to it being a joke. Yeah. Um, but she's 91 and she's obviously uh, the m- most at risk age group. Yeah. And it's so hard because we are basically being told by the government, which we are listening to, um, to mm-hmm. hunker down, you know, to ride it out. Yeah. But um, it's so hard to see my mom have to go through this whole thing because yeah. it's like, you almost know that your your mom doesn't have a ton of Christmases left. Like, it's like, yeah. for us, we can say, oh, well, there's always next year. Yeah. But at 91, you don't have that certainty. Totally. And so it's so hard to make the decision to not see someone elderly, as all of us have been doing, because it's mm. like, you want to experience Christmas and yes. the holidays with these people that you love, yeah. but you also don't want to be the reason that they get sick. <laughs> yeah. So... It's just, like, it's so hard, and I am not envious of my mother at all because that is such a hard position to be in, Mm -hmm. and I love my grandma so much, and I love my parents, and yeah, so that's honestly going to be the hardest part because I want to cherish the time that I have with Mm -hmm. her, and it's 
it's just uh, yeah it like break genuinely breaks my heart yeah. and not many things do so <laughs> that stone cold heart of yours yeah. is shattered yeah no yeah I think time isn't promised to anybody right like me and you uh, not to joke about death so soon after that Listen. story but we could kick it any day anyone could right yeah but odds are knock on wood yeah that that's gypsum we're but... gonna... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My anxiety goes through Everything's the fake here. <laughs> um, I... It's... Odds are that we're going to be around, right? The worst thing that we're kind of thinking about right now, a thing that I see happening a lot with our age group, is people feeling like maybe their life plans are pushed back. You know, they're like, oh, me and my significant other are really thinking of having a baby a year from now. But now a year from now all we're going to want to do is travel or like do you just actually see our yourself? friends. Yeah, subtweet. <laughs> <laughs> um or like I wanted to get married this year and now that's pushed back. We had to push back our wedding date. You know, that's something that's quite common for our age group right now. But feeling like you lose you're losing time or having to push plans back is very different from elderly folks right now who are feeling like this could be their last time. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine that feeling of feeling like, oh, well, this, like, right now, my grandma, similar situation. She's not in her 90s yet, but she's in her mid to late 80s. And, like, she's scared. Yeah. And what a vulnerable position to be in. I mean, I think all of us to some degree are scared, but I think obviously if you have um, certain conditions or if you're elderly, if you're one of the groups that's more vulnerable, um, then you're going to be, you know, reasonably more scared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to yeah. put it. And with my grandma, like even before BC recently closed it down to households only before that, it was my sister's birthday and it was still the kind of like in your immediate bubble. And my parents wanted to have my sister and her husband and myself and my girlfriend, Julia over for dinner and my grandma. Um, and my grandma canceled the day before and felt terrible about it. Because she was just like, honestly, I am so terrified that I'm going to come and get COVID. Not even because of COVID, but she's like, I'm terrified that if I get it, that I'm going to be in the hospital alone for God knows how long and you guys can't even come visit me. Yeah. And it's this weird, like, catch-22 of, like... On one hand, she's not coming because she doesn't want to be alone in a hospital. But on the other hand, then she doesn't get to see us anyways. Yeah. And it's, like, really fucked up. It's a like, real uh, lose-lose. <laughs> yeah, and I feel so terrible for people in that situation. And their loved ones, like you said, like, it's one thing to... Like, I love my grandma. And obviously, grandmas are, like, so fantastic. But for me, thinking about how my mom feels, like, that's her mom. Yeah. And that's, like, a different relationship, right? Totally. And that's, like, how I would feel about my mom. And I oh, can't imagine that. I have this thing. I've said it to my boyfriend and maybe you before, but I get really sad when I think about my parents eating alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Me too. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But not really my dad. Not in a, <laughs> I'm not like, fuck my dad. Um, yeah. But my dad is just like, you know, uh-huh. he's his own entity. Yeah. He's always traveling for work, not anymore. But he's yeah. he's kind of used to being alone. Yeah. But thinking about my mom eating alone makes me really sad. I don't yeah. know why. It just like has always done that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like my grandma, like 
doesn't mm-hmm. really have like her yeah. l- fucking love of her life husband passed away years ago and she's had us for joy sometimes um, <laughs> <laughs> you know support and conversation and you know mm-hmm. to help her all these things so like to also have that taken away mm-hmm. like that just haunts me like the fact like the thought of my grandma eating alone on Christmas I just know. like I can't even think about her I'll start crying I know so same. yeah but yeah let's get into um how you know besides grandparents yes. dying let's talk about <laughs> something equally <laughs> as sad yeah. um, or I guess not depends how you look at it which is like being queer in the holiday season mm-hmm. and how this year has shifted. Has shifted it. Some of the pressures. Sometimes mm-hmm. in a beneficial way and yeah. sometimes not. So, it, yeah, it's interesting because both of us just started this podcast episode talking about our families and the fact that for both of us, a lot of the heartbreak of this season is going to be not being around our families or knowing our families can't be around each other or us. Um, and that is kind of like at our top heartbreak priority list yeah. if you will yeah, yeah. whereas I am very aware that for a lot of folks out there the inability or the feeling of pressure that you have to see certain family members during the holiday season that being gone might be a great thing for oh them. yeah like I know so many not personally um so many people mostly on gay Twitter mm-hmm. or gay Instagram mm-hmm. um, that had similar feelings going into Thanksgiving. Right. Because usually uh, a lot of them moved away to like a big city from maybe somewhere that uh, wasn't too kind to them growing up, somewhere yeah. that was more homophobic, wasn't as accepting. So people made moves for their own mental health and well-being and yeah. sanity <laughs> to bigger cities. And then uh, every year around this time, I guess twice for Americans, twice in a row, they get really get a back-to-back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, having to grapple going back to mm-hmm. that same headspace. Yeah. And how triggering... And, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I get what you're saying. Like, I saw someone post about it the other day in a TikTok, actually, um, saying how for them, it's not just like going back home. It actually feels like going back in time. It's like, it's like going back into an older self of yours. Yeah. Like we're almost regressing from your growth and your personal decisions to like better yourself and your environment and your life and be in an environment that's safe and healthy for you and supportive of you. Yeah. It's like this weird pressure when the holiday season comes around that it's like, okay, yeah, that's all fair and good. But also you have to go love your family because (laughs) they don't love you or accept anything you do, (laughs) but you have to go eat a full (laughs) giant bird with them. (laughs) (laughs) And it is like we laugh about it, but it's like a lot of pressure because there's this really weird like social stigma that, you know, the whole blood is thicker than water tripe and like this. But once again in this, is it? No. (laughs) Keep in mind, like I'm just saying here that this is like what kind of society puts on people. We don't agree with it. Yeah. No, I was Um, more talking about is it really thicker than water? They dilute pretty well. I, I'm assuming so. Oh my god! Now I said that, that early. No, I said that, that in a, uh, an episode. I feel weeks like some ago. blood is thicker than water, but some blood isn't. I know. Like, are they anemic? Well, sometimes also when I cut myself, I'm like, "Ooh, that's the thick stuff." 
Right. And then or sometimes, sometimes I just, like, like scream myself low. and it's just like kind of watery. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, totally. very, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. So sometimes. Science podcast. <laughs> you know us bringing out the scientific facts. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just feel like, I just feel like, and I know a lot of people out there can relate that gay people, queer people feel like assholes even if their family has treated them like shit that they don't continue to talk to their families or that they spend time with their families during the holidays yeah isn't that so wild that Which it's is fucked. it's like all this terrible stuff can happen from people that should be mm-hmm. the closest people in your life yeah they can do all this terrible stuff to you but you're still made into the enemy because you choose not to put yourself through something that could be traumatic or triggering. Yeah. You know? Which is fucked. Like, you're guarding yourself by saying you didn't support me mm-hmm. and don't agree with my lifestyle and somehow you're, you're enemy number one. Yeah, like, which is <laughs> so backwards yeah. and, but it just comes back to, like, this societal stigma or, like, traditional understanding that, like, you have to have family first and your family is your blood and, like, all these other things. And as we know and as we've talked about on this podcast, the amazing thing is a lot of queer people um, to better themselves in their environment have created a chosen family that during the holidays they would probably love to spend time with. Obviously this year they might not be able to even spend time with their chosen family in the way that they would like but um, any year would prefer spending time with them people that are supportive and you know acknowledge their identity and respect their their identity um, instead of spending it with their blood family but if they don't go home, then somehow they look like the asshole. Like, they look like the person that's separating themselves from their family. And I think a lot of queer people can also relate to the fact that you always kind of have this part of you that hopes that they might accept you this time. Yeah, this year is going to be different. Yeah, and it's like, I understand that. Like, I have a friend who for many years just kept putting herself back in a position of she'd go home for the holidays you know, her family would just be just as homophobic and she'd be bummed out. And then during the year, during space, she'd think, okay, maybe they've adapted or learned more or grown to accept me more. Let's try this again. Because you yearn for that. You yearn for your family's acceptance. And you, you, no matter what you say, like everyone would love to have a family that accepts who they are and is a healthy space, right? So you think, it's kind of like... not distance makes the heart grow fonder, kind of. Kind, uh, it's it's kind of like you forget because it's not. It's like when you haven't hung out with that toxic friend. It's like distance. For a while. It's not distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's like distance made it easier to forget that you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yes. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you haven't seen a toxic friend in a while, and you're like, you know, we should catch up sometime. And you go out for drinks, and you're like, oh, this is why. Yeah. This is why it's been six months. <laughs> this is why I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and you hate me or whatever it may be. Okay, Gabers, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about something that we've recently experienced. And yes, I say experienced because Magic Spoon, the cereal, is incredible and you need to hear about it. So growing up, I was obsessed with cereal, um, but as I got older, it was super sugary and way too sweet for me. So it kind of lost... Um, 
that fun vibe. But the nostalgia of having a bowl of cereal is still there, which is why we're so excited to find Magic Spoon. Um, Magic Spoon has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. My personal favorite is cocoa, and it tastes amazing, but it has zero grams of sugar and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Plus, it has 11 grams of protein. Um, It's keto-friendly, gluten-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Basically, it's incredible, and you can go to magicspoon.com slash explain right now to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code explain at checkout to get free shipping, um, which is huge. I hate paying for shipping. Uh, So again, you can go to magicspoon.com slash explain and use the code explain for free shipping on a variety pack of Magic Spoon. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Let's get back to it. It's also so wild to me when people like um, fight people when they say that they don't like the holiday season. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that even though it's um, advertised to us as the happiest time of the year Mm. filled with cheer and joy and not specifically Christmas. Some Mm -hmm. people don't celebrate Christmas or you might not celebrate anything. But just this time of year is like, it's almost like a front uh-huh. By saying how much cheer and joy there is. Yeah. And like, if all these songs are telling me how joyful and <laughs> yeah. cheerful I am, I'm not necessarily <laughs> buying it. Um, but I do hear a lot of people say like, hey, you know, Christmas um, doesn't have good memories for me, mm-hmm. or I've never really had a strong family connection, yeah. so Christmas is hard for me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because almost every single time I've heard that, I've seen people push back like, well, I love the holidays. And it's like, fuck off. It's like, yeah, I get you do. Yeah, you love the holidays because yeah, they're That's happy great for you. you. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's so wild that people can't just like step back from mm-hmm. their own experiences sometimes and totally. be like, hey, this, if, if all my cards are aligned, I could see how this is a great, positive, happy time of the year. Yeah. But if any of those cards aren't falling into place, uh-huh. it can be, Horrific. Oh, yeah. It's like you have to fucking sit with your own loneliness <laughs> and stew about, you know? All oh, the shit. Yeah. But I want to speak to that because at one point I was that person about okay. the holidays. Okay. Because um, from the place that I was at. you didn't get at, a Lexus for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. No, but I am going to speak to my privilege here. I always had great holiday experiences. The holidays growing up for me were always really, you know, cookie cutter magical. You know, my family was happy. I would get to go visit my extended relatives. I got along with all my cousins. It was fun. Um, I always had really good holiday memories growing up. Yeah. And I also don't associate, I don't know if it's just timing wise of when I came out or like anything like that, but in no way do I associate like feeling in the closet around the holidays. I just, for whatever reason, that kind of passed for me. Yeah. And I remember like my girlfriend at the time, this was years, years, years and years ago, was like, oh, I, I hate the holidays. And I remember being like, oh, that is so negative. Like, that is like, whoa, what's wrong with you? Because I couldn't see past my own vision of what the holidays were. And I was really closed minded in that way. And then through that conversation, I think I gave her quite a bit of pushback of like, why don't you just like like it? Like she didn't want to. Why don't watch you her. just smile? More. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, smile. Put on a fucking bell or something. <laughs> Put on your fucking matchy snowflake yeah, onesies and get hat. under the tree like, with me. God. 
Yeah, and I remember, like, she didn't want to watch Christmas movies. Like, it was very triggering for her. And it was very, like, fucked up of me to kind of push back on that. Yeah. Um, but we got to the point where we, like, had a communication about it. And she was like, listen, like, my family fucking hates me. I've been excluded from every holiday activity since I came out. Unless, basically, I'm told if I come, I'm not, I can't act like who I am. Yeah. And I have to hide myself. So I'm given this ultimatum of, like, that's really fucked up. I, like, have also a lot of outside of my queerness triggering memories when it comes to, like, her parents were divorced. So splitting up and being it being around the holidays and also holidays, her parents putting pressure on her and um, her brother for being in the right place at the right time between the households yep. and that kind of being fed through the children. And, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and so she... Like, explain this to me. And it was, like, one of those moments where I was like, wow. Like, I I really need to, like, open my privileged mindset more. Because, like, I was young at that point, And I think I just was really closed off. Like, most of my friends at that point had similar experiences to me around the holidays. Or maybe they didn't. But I wasn't, like, deep enough with my friends at the time to, like, know what was going on behind the closed doors. Yeah, totally. Like, everyone put the happy face on in high school, right? And after, like, hearing about that, I was like, oh, like, that's that's very different for a lot of people. And then, obviously, growing up and making more queer friends, like, at the time, I didn't really have queer friends. And, like, hearing different people's experiences and now, like, being very much in the community, both in person and on the internet and hearing different people's holiday experiences. Like I'm very aware that for a lot of people, like the holidays are not good times, but I think the cool thing that I'm seeing is this awareness that holidays don't have to mean one thing. Like, I think when I was growing up, it was very much, especially since I was from like a white prominent Christian neighborhood, it was very much the holidays means Christmas and it means Santa and it means you're with your family, your blood family. And you're all smiling. Yeah. (laughs) You're all wearing your matching sweatshirts and you're smiling around the tree. Um, And now, like, I'm seeing so many different people, both, like, in-person friends or, like, people posting about it online, acknowledging how they're, what the holidays now mean to them and how they've molded it to make something that works that is a happy time for them and kind of, like, a reset for them, which I think is, like, super healing. And I think this year in particular, as much as it's so fucked up for so many reasons, is a cool year to start because a lot of queer people are given the space for almost the first time. Totally. Where they don't feel obligated to do things that they don't want to do. You have the easiest out. Yeah, I don't want to die of this horrific (laughs) coronavirus. Yeah, literally. That's plaguing our nation. (laughs) Like, it soothes my soul. The knowing the lack of family dinners that will be happening where queer people can't bring their partners. Oh, God. Or where queer people like have to make up lies of why they don't want to go. Especially this just falling after an election. Like, it's, you know, it's It's a good year to be able to skip. Yeah, it's a good year. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a veto card, yeah. right? In this whole like pandemic thing. And if there's any silver lining, I think that's it. That in so many ways, not just with the holidays, we've joked on this podcast before about how like it's the easiest way to say you don't want to hang out with friends. <laughs> Honestly. Back when you could still like somewhat hang out with yeah, certain people. It's the good like, old days. The good old, full, the good old pandemic days. <laughs> Bubble, bubbles at six bubbles or that capped. maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to drop before, and then I, Sorry, yeah. I got a wait list. We're all testing negative. So. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think that that is something that's kind of 
It's like an Uno cool. reverse card on holiday sadness. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know? It is. They're I like, time to relive your nightmare. And you're like, well, I got one of these, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living a nightmare, but in a different <laughs> yeah. way this year. Stuck at home. Um, so speaking of holidays and uh, families mm-hmm. and representation. Okay. This year, <laughs> we have been gifted. Uh-huh. A queer holiday story. Yes. Happiest season. (laughs) And this, um, I don't know how to approach this. (laughs) This sparked a debate with people we know. And like the world. And the world. Yes. Internet. Like it was crazy online. Um, But specifically, (laughs) some people we know. Yeah. um, It it sparked a debate about. Queer content, representation, oh. mm-hmm. holiday representation, yeah. all these things. Yeah. And I would like to talk about it. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about it, too. Um, so, yeah, this movie, I haven't seen it because I um, hate Kristen Stewart. Okay. And I know, like, that sounds bad, and I know mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get attacked online yeah. by all of mm-hmm. all of our queer women listeners. Mm-hmm. But I just don't find her to be appealing or a good actress. <laughs> And that's the end of the road for me. And that's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just like I'm. I'm just not a huge fan of mm-hmm. hers, so I haven't mm-hmm. jumped to see the movie. But I think right. I will watch it yeah. because I um, need something to pass the time. Yes. So I, I wasn't one of the people lined up at their um, their own laptop. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy a premiere day ticket? No, I did not. Um, but I know that it has, for some people, been huge, mm-hmm. and for other people, been a huge uh, pain to them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so um, the specific discussion that uh, was created, uh-huh. um, especially with people we know, was that it's good to have representation mm-hmm. But when is representation going to be not about being gay? Right. (laughs) Which is funny because (laughs) I think it was a ludicrous (laughs) statement. Yeah. And then saying it back out loud, it sounds even dumber. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, like... Oh, that little hand punch. She mad. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. <laughs> I just clocked Sean yeah. just out of your anger. No. <sighs> okay. I did my best to hear both sides about this. I yes. genuinely did. I, I didn't, but was, <laughs> that's strong of you. It was on it was on Twitter and like there's some people going back and forth about it. And the conclusion that I came to was that it just comes down to that we don't have enough representation. Absolutely. Because and I want to say that and acknowledge it because I do think that bottom line, queer people should have enough choice that they don't feel like they have to just watch anything that comes out because it's queer or has queer characters in it because they're so desperate for any form of representation. Yeah, the goal yes. is to be at the the point that you can say, hey, I want to watch a lesbian holiday movie. Yeah. Do we want to watch the one that her family hates her? The one that her family is <laughs> indifferent? Do yeah. we want them to be people of color? Yes, Do we want exactly. them to be adopted? Yeah. Like, you know, we need to get there. We need to get there where we literally have, like, this library like you would have any other holiday movie representation. Like an entire maybe channel. It could be called like Hallmark or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just spitballing. <laughs> Just spitballing. Yeah. yeah. Gay Hallmark. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, <laughs> and I think that's the problem, right? What I didn't like is that I felt like a lot of people get on their like soapbox and they feel like they need to take it out on every bit of representation that comes out. Yeah. And I get it. There's certain representation that's actually like problematic and should be like, that was really a problematic way to represent our community. But when it's just like, Hey, this isn't the queer story that I wanted. Now I'm going to stamp my feet and be annoyed about it. That pisses me off Yeah. because the conversation should be, not, oh, I hated Happiest Season. Like, that movie fucking sucked. It wasn't about this, this, and this. It should be, I need to have more holiday movie choices or movie choices in general that I can choose from because I didn't want to watch a coming out story. Yes. And my follow-up to that is that I actually think it's unfair to say that it was annoying for anybody that it was about coming out because there are a plethora of queer folks that probably loved seeing a coming out holiday story represented because they felt like they could relate to that and that they've been there. I think queer people in so many ways can relate to the fact that the holidays carry more pressure and for me, personally, I related to all sorts of different characters. I related to um, the character who wasn't out to her family feeling pressure to hide it. I related to the character that was dating someone that wasn't out to their family during the holidays and, like, feeling the fact that I was being, like, kind of pushed into the closet yeah. or left out of things. I related to being the ex um, who... Um, was so hot, by the way, Aubrey Plaza. But anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> who felt like they were kind of fucked over yeah. by someone. And this is maybe hard for you to relate to because you haven't seen it yet. But what I'm was there what a, I, a vodka aunt, <laughs> wine mom? Because that's what I'll relate to. There was a wacky sister, which you always I'll take made. It. Yeah, uh, Jane was iconic. But yeah, I think that um, the way I saw it is, I was like they really kind of like came at that experience, that holiday experience from all sorts of angles. They came at it from the person who's in the closet, the person who's out, but being like pushed away by their partner. They came at it from the angle of like, you know, the ex that maybe used to be, um, you know, be kind of treated like shit or bullied about being gay. Like they had all these different avenues. They had the gay male character who was like out and proud and was like, you shouldn't put up with anyone who's trying to like hide you. So, I could relate to, like, almost every character in a different way, bits and pieces, and yeah. I was watching it and thinking, yeah, is this a shame that this happens to queer people at the holidays? Of course. Is it, like, actually, I think, a fair representation of a bunch of different perspectives of the pressure around the holiday season for queer folks? Absolutely. Do I think a lot of people will watch that and feel like they are, they're feeling seen because they've felt that during the holidays? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think a lot of queer people might think that this would be a really cool opportunity to branch with their family how they hey, might feel? let's watch a movie. Oh, is it queer? <laughs> oh. You know? And it kind of like, like even me, like I think like my parents are like the most supportive people and I'm obviously very out to them. Um... But I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with them about um, how I felt around the holidays when I wasn't out and yeah. kind of like feeling like I had to lie over certain things. And 
watching that movie with them or telling them to watch that movie might be like a kind of fun way for me not to have that conversation, but kind of like tell that story. That's the thing for me as well is that I just found it so ridiculous. And if you disagree with me, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole world is about differing opinions. But I think that um, this, oddly enough, is not a movie with a storyline that has been told a lot of times. (laughs) You know? It's Mm -hmm. not like we are... This, once again, I will admit, falls back onto mm-hmm. the blame of that we don't have enough representation. Yeah. So I agree with that side of it wholeheartedly. Yeah. But this isn't a story that's been told a ton of times. So it's no. not like, oh, do I want to watch this Christmas coming out movie or the 50 others? Yeah. No, this is one of the very few, sadly, yes. but it is one of the very few. Uh-huh. And I just found it a little ridiculous that queer people are like, this isn't the story that I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, this this yeah. this doesn't represent where I am in my life or yeah. um, maybe somewhere I never was in my life. Yeah. But the fact that you can't step back and say, wow, I can see that, first of all, this is great for people mm-hmm. that are in this situation. It's great that I am at a place in my life that I don't relate to this story in a yeah. weird way. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. If you don't relate to this story, like, good for you. Yeah. But you should see how impactful it can be for people. Mm-hmm. And then also, my final thing was that sometimes queer stories aren't just for queer people. Yeah. <laughs> this is such, like you said, such a good way of... Um, getting other people to understand something mm-hmm. that you may have gone through without having to have the weight of explaining the yeah. small intricacies mm-hmm. of why you didn't like the holidays for years. Yeah, <laughs> Do you totally. know? Like, that is a weight lifted off your shoulders by just your parents stumbling across this movie or maybe you watching it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think also, like... I think both you and I just spoke to a lot of things that are really important and could be powerful about the film, which I think is really great. Like, it's great to, like, go deep about it and, like, how this could help people or people could relate. But also, let's take a step back here and acknowledge the fucking fact that this was advertised as a rom-com. Yeah. It's a rom-com. So when I'm seeing all these people online and they're like, oh, it was weird how the sisters fought like so aggressively. Like that was a little over the top. Oh, it was, this made me uncomfortable when this character was so like poorly acted and over the top and like wacky. Oh, like, I don't think this is like totally articulated how the coming out experience would go. The fact that the dad got over it so quickly and it wrapped up in a happy way and all the problems were solved, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you ever watched a fucking rom-com before? A straight rom-com? Like, you want unanswered questions. Oh my Jump God. into a straight rom-com. <laughs> like, I'm like, um, hello, have you seen uh, Wedding Crashers? Have you seen, like, any of these, like, comedy, light comedy or rom-com movies where there's these crazy scenes of, like, people tumbling down the stairs Oh, so-and-so's fucking so-and-so's mom on their wedding day. So-and-so's whatever. Like, like, what did you expect? This was not advertised as a drama or yeah. like a like intense, like high-level, edited, written, acted f- film. This was advertised as a fucking rom-com. Yeah, like Adam Sandler is still making movies. Like, like you know, it, we're, like let's not yeah. let's not jump too deeply <laughs> into it, you know? And that's the thing. Like, I think for what was advertised, they 
did a good job. It was, it followed the thing. People were like, oh, well, it just summed up too quickly. And we never found out what happened to this character and this character and this character. I'm like, that's a fucking rom-com. Yeah. You find out what happens to the two leads. It's they cut Netflix everyone else original gone. series, <laughs> 10 seasons. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, like, yeah, that character, you really liked them. And then they just poofed, seemed to disappear. And you had no idea where they went. That's a rom-com. Yeah. But the thing is, what we don't understand as queer people is because we get one, we pick it apart. Yeah. We're like, this is our one movie. So, like, I want to know what happens to this character. I like this character the best. I think it should have gone like this. It's like, you would never have that energy if you just threw on the Hallmark channel. Channel and watch one of their eight thousand movies. Exactly, you'd be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, whatever, could take it or leave it." Because you're like, "How many? How many princesses are meeting <laughs> bakers? You know, <laughs> like how many strong, independent business women are going back to like fuck a plumber in their hometown? Let's talk about unrealistic here. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, I feel like did it represent every queer experience? Absolutely not. It didn't promise that it was going to and it shouldn't we should have so many movies to choose from I think at the end of the day my opinion is it delivered what it said it was going to deliver and it was a holiday movie about a certain queer experience the issue is not with that movie the issue is the fact that we don't have more choices and then the one final thing that I just have to put as a footnote to this whole ordeal is the facts or I'm obviously a little uh, passionate about this yeah I can tell I was just like I hate when people like do the most about something that was supposed to not be the most. Yeah. Like, this was... It was supposed to be our fun, lighthearted rom-com. We were supposed to get one of those. And do you think, like, all these producers and writers out there are gonna, like, want to make more fun, kind of ridiculous, lighthearted rom-coms when everyone it comes out and every queer woman out there is like, it's not good enough! Like, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it for what it is. Have a laugh. Have, like, watch it with some popcorn, turn it off, and go on with your evening. Like, yeah. seriously. It's also wild to me that I get, I get, absolutely get that a lot of queer representation is about the struggles of coming out. I get that. I yeah. fully get that. But I have never been, and I'm not saying this makes me some fucking like elite, you know, mm-hmm. like transcendent person. Yeah. But I've never been the type of person that um, I see that and it, it, I know it does for a lot of people, but it doesn't open old wounds for me. And once yeah. again, I'm not saying like mm-hmm. I'm better than you because it doesn't. But for me, when I see movies about, you know, struggling coming out, sometimes it does strike a chord mm-hmm. with me. And I'm like, oh, like, oof, didn't want to think about that. But for the most part, I'm like, wow, I am not at a place in my life anymore that I'm going through these same things. Yeah. And it kind of like makes me happy in a weird yeah. way because I'm like, oh, I know that a lot of people are going through this and I'm currently not, alone, not yeah. or not anymore. Yeah. Totally. So and not saying that that's like the only mindset because that's that's a, a tricky one to navigate into but but here's the thing with that like with what you're saying yeah <laughs> this was advertised yeah <laughs> as a coming out yeah you watched movie. the trailer you fucking knew you knew it was happening <laughs> you saw the trailer you saw it was only white people <laughs> <laughs> yes and it they was were gonna hate her that were gonna, like, that were gonna hide in the closet and then they were gonna eventually come out yeah right before fucking christmas day yeah as it was laid out you knew what was gonna happen it wasn't like this is a a a holiday tale and also the entirety of the Stonewall riots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Or like, like that's the thing. Everyone, some people wanted more and some people wanted less, right? Some people were like, why couldn't it just have been like, oh, they couldn't find the right baking soda while shopping for their Christmas cupcake sale and they also happened to be gay. I'm like, did you watch the trailer? Because they didn't say that's what it was going to be. Yeah, it wasn't. Everyone was shocked. Everyone was like, oh, I'm so triggered because it's coming out story. If you're that concerned with the movie 
read the synopsis watch the before trailer. you watch it. Yeah. Watch the trailer. It's not like we're at, also at that place that they're, they're. This isn't like a Christopher Nolan movie. Like they're not. <laughs> they're not putting a trailer that's so misleading. No, you know they, they tell like, the whole twist. story. Yeah, they tell the whole story. <laughs> whole story in sixty seconds. And if you like that story, you, you can, can watch, watch it the again extended and version. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you also, got the Sparks notes of yeah, the whole thing, yeah. beginning, middle, end. Yeah. And then if you would like to read the whole book, you can <laughs> subscribe to that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're like wrapping at the end. Uh-huh. of this episode which I feel like wasn't um, full of any joy <laughs> it was just us kind of screaming yeah the air. but yeah. I do think I this is a quick thing that I just want to ask you about um, both of us celebrate Christmas yeah. I'm not religious you're not religious but it's yeah. like that weird like <laughs> white unreligious Christmas yeah totally. that's very much what we celebrate uh-huh. but can you tell me when you um, realized that Santa wasn't real Okay, I was one of those weird kids that I feel like I noticed. I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like I realized earlier than anyone else around me knew, but I kept oh, it going. Oh, so you're big brain. I kept it. Big brain Brie. No, 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 no. <laughs> I kept it going for my parents because when I was that young and dumb, I thought that they really wanted me to know that Santa was real. So I pretended for like another like two or three years that Santa was this, real. This, you just being, you being like, I can't, I can't break it to No, them. literally, that was me. I was like. I'm picturing you with like glasses reading a newspaper. <laughs> like I'm picturing you as like a 45 year old, six year old. <laughs> No, I literally remember, this is what it was, in, like, grade three or something. Like, I was older. Like, it's, like, grade three, right? Grade two or three. I don't remember anything. Time is a figment. (laughs) Your imagination. Um, And I was reading this book around Christmas. They brought in all these, like, holiday books. Yeah. See, I couldn't read at that age, so, uh, yeah, or so. this age, so I was at a disadvantage. <laughs> I was reading this book about how Santa was real, and oh, it was, okay. like, it was like a kid's book, but it was, like, speaking as if it was, like, a factual, like, scientific book about, like, all, like, debunking all the things that people say can't be real about Santa. Okay. And, like, how they actually are, it, like, posed in a scientific way. So, anyways, I was reading that book. And um, this one kid in my class, he was like, you know that Santa's not real, right? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no. And, but, in, but I, of course, I loved. was like, yeah, obviously I knew yeah. that. And then he was like, I know because my mom told me that she, if she's going to work her ass off and buy these presents for me, she's not giving credit to somebody else. I Kind of iconic. And iconic. We love a strong like, woman. But I was like, oh, like that's like actually like a really, like I can't debunk that. Yeah. Because if his mom straight up said like all these are from me, not from Santa, like yeah. he's not just like being a hater. His like, mom said, I'm rich and I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving this I'll, to any man. I built this house from the ground up and I'll tear it apart just as fast. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was like, oh, fuck. And then it was like, of course, right before the Christmas season, and I was like, I just got to ride this one out for Jim and Don. Like, right. you know, they, you know, they really put in a lot of effort. My dad was still still doing a thing where he would crunch the carrots outside, like, oh, our my parents front. didn't do that. Okay, so my dad was so cute. He used to, like, we'd do the cookie thing, right? Yeah. So like, eat the cookies. <laughs> you know, the cookie, you know. And then in the morning, he'd go, oh, my God, girls, look outside. And he would break up little carrots on the, like, front, like, um, driveway. Like, white people are so extra. I know, like, come on. (laughs) But, cute. Yeah. 
And so, like, as if when the reindeers were flying away, they're eating they're they're eating carrots. They're eating carrots. Like fucking sloppy eaters. <laughs> we're like over there, and we were like, "Oh, the proof is in the pudding." <laughs> like, obviously, he's real. So then I I wrote it out, and then I was actually kind of convinced again because I was like, "How did he how get the, the carrots? How did the carrots? <laughs> like, if Santa's not real, then why are there half-eaten carrots on my driveway <laughs> and cookies?" So I think I there was like a couple years there where I went back and forth between convincing myself and just trying to stay ignorant from the truth that I that I knew because okay. I wanted to believe yeah it's fun to believe in totally. something magical like yeah. that but that's I'm like also, all those kids yeah. that are like Santa's not real I mean you're if my kid ever said that yeah jail going to jail no same I'm, I'm just gonna be like well you're miserable aren't yeah you? honestly like aren't you just a miserable little thing yeah I'm like your joy isn't real so <laughs> like that you don't even want to try and yeah. just have fun with this like really yeah. like cause everyone hates that kid right that kid totally. in the class and, like all the other kids are like yeah I'm excited and he's like I'm not, it's not real it's like fuck off you miserable yeah you're clearly fuck. going through something <laughs> yes, seriously so, um, yeah. yeah I'm honestly picturing you like reading a newspaper with glasses <laughs> and your parents come and they're like time to go see Santa at the mall and you like slide your glasses down your nose and you like fold them and you're like we gotta cut this shit out I gotta tell you I gotta break this to you guys yeah I don't think it ever really like there wasn't an official mom and dad I don't know Santa's real anymore I think we just kind of like pretended until it was obvious that that I was of an age that it wasn't a thing right okay yeah how about you do you have a my mom wouldn't do the carrots but she would like wrap them in separate wrapping paper oh yeah my mom did that too yeah cause yeah. some kids like you'd see it and it's like clearly the same, the same wrapping, wrapping paper, paper and have it's you like... seen that tiktok that's like <laughs> what is the what is the sound it's like suspicious or something oh that's weird that's, that's suspicious <laughs> yeah. and it's like this grown woman obviously pretending like she's a kid like comparing Santa's wrapping paper to my mom's like yeah. that's weird that's so suspicious so my, my mom would do the separate wrapping paper yeah. and write in handwriting instead of just like lettering yeah. And I remember so specifically, I was already kind of like not fully on board mm-hmm. on the Santa's real train. Mm-hmm. And I unwrapped a present that was from Santa. And without even thinking, I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Yeah. And which was bad because I didn't thank my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, thanks, mom. And my mom was like, you're welcome. And then I literally, I'm not kidding you, it's so solidly in my mind. I was holding the present and I just looked at her and she looked at me and we were like, that's the end. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's so funny that you have that. Yeah, like, like both of us were like, well, that's done. <laughs> well, we got this far. Yeah. <laughs> oh She's like, the jig is up. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so. Oh, man. Well, for all of you listening that still believe in Santa Claus. Sorry. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that was all a joke. Yeah, that yeah, was all yeah, a joke. yeah. Very Carrots, real. lots Very of real, yeah, yeah. messy eaters. <laughs> All right, wherever you're listening, make sure that you are following or subscribed. It really helps us out. Also, make sure that you rate us five stars only, of course. Christmas um, present. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. We love a little holiday cheer, five stars only. Yeah, we're cool for you all. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're following us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And while we're at it, over on our Instagram bio, you can click the link. There's our merch as well as our Patreon. And we want to give a special holiday shout out to Aiden, who is such an amazing, generous supporter of this podcast. Thank you for being you. Um, we really, really appreciate it, and we hope that you have amazing holidays. Same to the rest of our patrons, and of course, everyone who listens to I Can Explain podcast. And I think that's it. What do we say at the end? Until next time. <laughs> See you around, around the neighborhood. My God. <laughs> I, I drew a blank. I, I was saw. Like, that's it. <laughs>